If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What's up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. Sorry. And uh, we're some Americans living in Sweden talk about football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supposed to be uh, at AMK Studios, but I'm the only one at AMK Studios because uh, Skiff um, is old and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard when you, when you get old um, because you still have a young person's brain. And you try to do something physically that you feel like you've always been able to do. Uh, yeah. And you fucking buckle your knee. So, <laughs> so I went down for the count. Oddly enough, I was, where was it? I was like right around where Olafama got shot. Oh, of um, course you were. I was doing a photo shoot. And yeah, I was doing this thing where I jump up in the air and somebody was taking a, one of these like high shutter speed pictures. So it looks like I'm flying in the air. Mm. And when I came down, my knee buckled and it was kind of a, must've been an interesting scene for all the passers by. Cause suddenly here's this 47 year old man laying on the ground Looking like he just got shot. <laughs> did you? Uh, did so you went down all the way down, all the way down. Oh yeah. snap! Oh yeah. no, I'm not. A, I'm not into falling, man. It's like a. I try my best not to, you know, make like fall like a full fall. Yeah, I, I think you count how many times in my life I had like a full out fall. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, damn, sorry. Yeah, it was man. pretty funny when it was all over. But I woke up this morning and I couldn't walk very well. So. Oh damn! Well, it's it's, uh, it's for the best that you uh, take care of yourself, man. Are you going to be still filming and stuff like that? Mm, yeah, I don't go back to Lulio for like another week and a half, so okay, so I should be fine by then. Good man, ice that thing up, man. Mm. Get that, hey, you know you're old when you put Tiger Bomb on it. Tiger Bomb and frozen peas, baby. Oh, shit. Let's go. <laughs> Got to play through. Yeah, play through. Play through the pain, man. Walk it off. Mm-hmm. That's not toxic. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I wanted to start off on a light note, man. It's not uh, football related, but it's just funny, man. Uh, <laughs> a situation that happened. Uh, we'll, we'll play the clip here in a minute, but uh, a situation happened in... Uh, in base in the baseball world, where uh, an announcer had a hot mic, didn't realize that the mic was on, and uh, used a, a slur for homosexuals. Tom Brenham. Tom or Brenham. Brenna, Brenneman. Tom Brenneman. Brenneman. That's a, that sounds like an announcer's name. This is Tom Brenneman with the Cincinnati Reds. 
<laughs> and he does NFL broadcasts for Fox too, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, not man. anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> so he so he says off air that uh, he says something about f words, uh, the f word capital of the world. I'm guessing it has to do with San Francisco. I don't know who they were playing against, but uh, right. San Francisco is known as a place where a lot of uh, homosexual men live. And uh, no, Kansas. Well, I don't know what he was talking about, but it wasn't that they were in. Yeah, you Kansas. couldn't hear the name of the city, right? But it was playing the Kansas City about. Royals. Um, so that's weird. But yeah, whatever city he was talking about, he called it like, you know, the, the F word. capital of yeah, the world, the but F he used kind of a douchey right. slur. Yeah. Uh, so then he comes back to apologize. And uh, I'll preface this uh, by saying that there's, there's like a handful of uh, sports things that are at the peak of excitement, I would say. I've, mm. I've, I've allured to it before as the kickoff or the kick return for a touchdown is one of those in sports. Right. That is like super exciting. Uh, another one is a, a goal in soccer. Yeah, it doesn't happen uh, every play, but when it happens, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Another one, buzzer beater in the NBA. Yeah, NBA buzzer beater. Uh, uh, the, NHL overtime goal. Oh, oh, or uh, what's it called? Uh, at the end, yeah, overtime goal. Or in, even in soccer, the sudden death, uh, the the mm. kicks that they, that they do at the end of the game. Oh, the penalty kicks. Penalty yeah. kicks. It's a it's a ma- it's a height of sports uh, excitement, and in baseball, it's a home run. Right. So this guy Brenneman or whatever his name is is apologizing for uh, his slur, and he's talking about he's a man of faith, which I don't know what that has to do with it, but he's he's just like saying like I'm yeah I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna have this job anymore, but you know he's apologizing. And in the middle of it, someone hits a home run, and <laughs> and uh, he has to comment on the home run. Like he has to give the call. I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. Like you said, it is, it's supposed to be one of those moments, like one of the few moments in baseball that, yeah. that are actually interesting. Yeah. And this guy basically like, had to weigh continuing his apology with calling the home run like and and how do you i, I feel how do you do that i feel like he did the right thing almost i feel like it's awkward as hell but you gotta you, you gotta do your job man totally he he kind of nailed it like because yeah. it would have seemed his apology would have seemed very disingenuous had he got into regular baseball announcer home run mode you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. He does do it with the uh, with solace in his voice. 
Yeah. And uh, it's got to be the worst, <laughs> the worst home run call ever. Totally. In in the history of baseball. Totally. It's, I mean, like Joe Buck call is uh for the catch, the helmet right. catch. I'm sorry, the helmet catch. Yeah. That Joe Buck call is always uh talked about and with bad calls. This one takes the cake, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I was uh I loved it. I loved every moment of this guy's uh first of all, the fact that he's homophobic at heart. Uh right. I feel like fuck him. So uh I hope they fire him. They they suspended him. Uh but uh I'm hope- hoping they fire him, man. Make room for also, somebody who's not his, talking like that. I thought his explanation afterwards or even you know his apology during and 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 after the fact like saying you know most people who know me realize that this is that's not me nah bro that's you i'm like okay the definition or just the essence of a hot mic moment capturing you saying like it doesn't get more the real you than that yeah yeah, exactly. So, it's you. It's not who you want to present, but it's yeah. you, bro. The fake you is the broadcast you. Yeah. The real you is the dude who used the gay slur on the hot mic. That's the real you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I thought it was... Uh, so, uh, I agree. Fuck him. I fuck him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's all uh, I wanted to talk about regarding baseball. You'll probably never hear me speak another thing about baseball on this podcast. No, it's no point. Yeah, it's not, it's not how I roll. Um, what do you want to talk about? Well, <clears throat> sadly, we're going to go from funny to depressing because, you know, this the the NFL news is now currently dominated by this new shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, Shot seven times in the back. For those who don't know, there was uh, someone in Wisconsin, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, a 27-year-old man, mm. under 30 years old, was mm. uh, breaking up a fight, allegedly was breaking up a fight, and uh, the police were called. And then once the police came, he decided to leave, you know. He had nothing. He was just, they were there to do their job, I guess. And then he was, they were telling him to stop. His kids were in the, in the car, and he was just going to get in the car and leave, and they shot him seven times in his back. He's a... Yeah. Uh, paralyzed for now mm-hmm. from the waist down and uh had his three kids in the car his three children watched him get shot down by the police horrible seven um, fucking times man. and this and how this sort of relates to sports i guess is that it kind of <clears throat> i mean you got the obvious reaction where people were you know tweeting and posting about it and all that kind of stuff and then um and then the lions detroit lions decided to cancel their practice and address the media media like kind of collectively as a team. Okay. Um, and then some other teams canceled their practices and decided they were going to have, instead of practicing, they were going to sit down and have discussions about race and, you know, just kind of talk through the situation. And the players uh, aren't shooting anybody. <clears throat> No, but they. I think they were more like wanting to come together to see, like, is there something else we could do oh, okay. that would qualify as a solution? Like, how can we respond? How do how do we how do we want to deal with this? Like, we have a platform. Yeah. Like, yeah. what can we do? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then 
what was it? The, the Mil- Milwaukee Bucks out yep. of nowhere just said, we're not playing their basketball team. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So they bailed on the game. The NBA quickly had to postpone all the other games that were scheduled for that day. Uh, They're MLS in Wisconsin, by the way. They're in, yeah, in, Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Yeah. MLS followed suit. WNBA canceled their games. Um, and and yeah, the Lakers I mean, and the Clippers are saying they're yeah. not playing the whole playoffs. They're done. I saw that too. Um, yeah, people have just fucking had it. Yeah, and they have to put pressure on them because these these uh, networks that spent all this money uh, are not going to have a product to show. No. Uh, so I, I like it, man. They're 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 doing what they can affect the pockets the way that they can. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that uh, I, I hope these. I heard that that police officer that shot him is uh, a trouble cop that gets off every time. So I'm hoping mm. that this time. The other thing that bothered me about this story was that, you know, obviously after it, after the initial incident, um, there were protests, um, and then up pops this story yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that video. It's a. I don't watch the seven, videos anymore. Right. Well, this one's seventeen-year-old white guy. Yeah, he shot the dude. To death, shot two people. Walking down the street with an assault rifle mm-hmm. strapped to his chest, um, he shoots two protesters, and as he's walking towards this barricade of like cop cars and police officers. This is being videoed the whole time by someone and the person doing the video is like yelling to the cops like hey that dude just fucking shot people right mm-hmm. the guy with the assault rifle is strapped to his chest and this guy walks towards the cops and uh yeah they just totally ignored him and he just walked right through yeah he left the state uh he's now been arrested yeah he's been arrested but, but they was in with he's he was in Wisconsin yeah, and uh, and he he's from Illinois, right? So he drove back to Illinois to stay over. He came with this like militia of white dudes who were there to like, you know, protect property. He said, um, but it was just that 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 visual, those two yeah. images juxtaposed yeah. to one another. The the black guy who's trying to break up a fight. Says he's not involved in the actual fight. Gets shot seven times in the back, paralyzed yes. from the waist down. And then you got a white guy walking down the street with a fucking assault rifle. And After murdering right two people. After yeah. murdering two people. Nuts. That's insane. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I hope everybody. Uh, there's a tennis player also that uh, didn't play. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, so it's like all the black athletes are coming forward and doing what they can. And I, I hope there's. It's, it's got to get. We got to take care of this problem, man. It's insane, man. This uh, defund the police stuff that people are talking about has to get some. I, some I hate traction to be on. a downer, but I, I honestly don't think this problem gets uh, addressed properly until uh, unless Trump doesn't get re- of course, reelected. Of course, because right. it takes it, historically, we've we've been through things like this before. And usually what happens is that even whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, the 
whoever the president is at the time, you know, it gets bad enough. They feel like they kind of have to step in and show a sense of leadership. But Trump has no desire no. to do that. And no capability. Um, He's just incapable no, exactly. of being a leader. Incapable. Yeah. yeah so. So, so, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's yeah, not going away. really frustrating. Uh, but um, I'm glad that the players are trying. Um, Roger Goodell is apparently trying also. <laughs> this, okay, <clears throat> this has to be one of the most awkward titles of a show that I've ever seen. I don't mean to like, I'm not trying to, I think this is a good thing, but it was just such a funny, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Yeah, I like it. It sounds I, terrifying to white people. <laughs> I just think it's a funny title. That's I great. mean, it's to the point, and maybe it, maybe it's maybe it's good. But I just, it kind of has a between two ferns vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> that Galifianakis? Um, but have you watched this thing? I have not watched it. No, I've seen the show before, but I didn't see the one with uh, Roger Goodell. Right. Well. Former player, what's his name? Emmanuel Ocho. 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 Uh, sits down with Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL. Mm. Um, how should I put this? I, I think, well, I think he gave Roger Goodell the opportunity to kind of whitewash mm. his reaction to the Colin Kaepernick situation and all of the protesting that followed. Um, He sits there for a few minutes, kind of almost kind of hijacking his, his father's legacy. Yeah. I heard about that. I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. His father apparently was like a Republican civil rights senator who had this awakening moment and, and, and suddenly decided he was against the Vietnam war. Um, which caused him to lose his Senate seat, but he he did it on principle. Um, and Roger Goodell is trying to say he's he's made of that same fabric. Um, <laughs> and you know when it gets to the part about um, you know talking about Colin Kaepernick, he's asked you know what. What would you have done? What do you think you could have done differently or something? I don't remember the exact question. But Goodell goes on to say, Well, I wish I would have listened sooner. Yeah. Um, this is listening like, now. I wish I would have listened earlier, he says, um, to what Kaepernick was kneeling about and trying to bring attention to. And then he says, and then he almost kind of tries to throw blame. We we had invited him several times to have a conversation, um, but that didn't happen. But it's like, basically, the thing that pissed me off about it is that my take on Goodell and the Kaepernick situation is that this is a smart man. He's not fucking stupid. He knows exactly what Cap was kneeling for. He stuck his finger up in the air. He checked to see which way the wind was blowing, and he made a a business decision based on what he thought would do the least amount of damage to the league. He took a PR 
PRs. Yeah. So the idea that it was like, oh, I just, I, I had, I had something in my ear. I didn't, I couldn't listen. <laughs> what are you talking about? You chose not to listen. Exactly. Um, so I'm not giving him a pass on nah, this. No, of course not. Um, and I, I, it could I, just I, own up to it. Be like, you know what, man? I, I didn't, I didn't feel like uh, listening to Kaepernick at the time, and um, we fucked up. You know who he should sit down with? Who? Kelly Stafford. Yeah. She she got it right. Yeah. She was like, I thought it was this. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. I kept I kept not listening. Yeah, exactly. On purpose. Yeah. I making it about the flag, all that shit. Yeah, it's great. Um, and some sad news. We got Ron Rivera. Mm. Is uh has cancer, man. Cancer diagnosis. He does. And uh in sadder news, Jack Del Rio's taking his place. <laughs> 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 oh man. Poor Washington football team. Jack Del Rio, man, that's what y'all got now. Mm. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of stories about the Washington football team this week. Yeah, man. Um, some of them had just come out in the last couple of days. What's that? Well, one of them was, um, the, uh, well, again, what's his name? Frickin', uh, Cody Latimer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, felony gun assault charges. Mm-hmm. Um, they let him go. Um, and in the middle of... Trying to what was it juice sort of too, re- right? Huh? Juice too, right? Yeah. Darius yeah. juice. Well, also in the middle of trying to revamp their whole, you know, culture, mm-hmm. as they say, uh, out pops this Washington Post article about Dan Snyder being accused of propositioning cheerleaders, like trying to pimp them out. Well, this is cheerleader singular. Yeah, cheerleader. Yeah. And then the Oh, they're trying to get also, this guy out of here now. Yeah, I think it's time for him to go. The the yeah. other one was what was it? It was uh accusations that we talked about this before, this this weird cheerleader trip. Yeah, like almost an escort TV type of thing. Yeah. Calendar thing and apparently there's a secret cut of that trip where the cheerleaders were naked and they were passing it around the offices at the Washington football team. Um and the uh, you know Snyder's reaction is typical. He's like, it's so funny. He's like, I have admittedly been too hands off. <laughs> now that I'm here, we're gonna get this straightened out. Yeah. While I take full responsibility, I think I may have been too hands off. He's he's like, he's trying to take responsibility, but also trying to say it's not his fault at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes on to accuse the Washington Post article as being a hit job. He goes into mm-hmm. like fucking Trump mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can't help it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's – I think he's got to go. I, apparently, I, there was an article this morning. Um, they were already having some kind of – you know, they hired an outside lawyer to do an investigation. But I think it looks like the league is going to get involved now. 
And he's saying, like, he wrote in his in his uh, statement that uh, we're disappointed that Miss Scorby, Scorby is her name, uh, would speak mm. to the newspaper, but never bring any of these allegations to management's attention. Particularly mm. since she is still part of our organization as a volunteer or cheerleader. And it's like, uh, of course not. You're talking about the culture of what it is. You think she wants to bring something like this to the higher-ups that are all a part of this shit? Of course not. She went to the place that she felt safe. They should be saying it's unfortunate that we created an environment where a cheerleader doesn't feel safe talking about abuse. Indeed. Or uh, attempted abuse. It's like, that's why uh, you should be... uh, you should be sad about that, but you have to survive. Or you could just blame the cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. How, right? how could you go to them and we could fix it faster Let's if you just, come to us? We just need better cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw our record, obviously she wasn't doing her job. <laughs> Clearly. Well, that's what we need cheerleaders to Shut the hell up. Yeah. Man. What the fuck? Fuck these guys, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What else is going on? Man, uh, Earl Thomas out of a job. Oh, shit. That's right. I got buried. Where is that one? <laughs> Earl Thomas contract terminated by the Ravens. Uh, and they say Cowboys 49ers, Texans linked. So he is one of the best safeties in the NFL. But he also was out there running trains with his brother. So. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like you gotta weigh it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was it, Tell right? Everybody, it? do a quick recap of that story for everybody who who didn't hear it. Uh, <laughs> Earl Thomas and his brother were uh, they met with some some ladies uh, at a hotel or something like that, and uh, his his wife found out about it through Snapchat. Tracked him on Snapchat. Snap tracked his whereabouts on Snapchat and uh, started chasing him around the car like a Benny Hill movie. With a gun. Uh, with a gun, yeah. And uh, so now Baltimore don't want anything to do with him. And, uh, yeah, they, they cut him. And Well, apparently, so what? Ha- he got into a fight with his teammates. Oh, really? I wonder what they said to get him angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story that I read was that um, this wasn't really about one thing. Okay. This was about Earl Thomas and his attitude in general, okay. right? So he repeatedly showed up late for meetings and practice. He wasn't learning his like defensive coverage routes. Oh, um, well, he was calling out players in the locker room, like just kind of very toxic. Yeah, dude in the locker room, like that people were just sick of and the straw that broke the camel's back was this is a thing that happened a few days ago where one of the other safeties or cornerbacks or something kind of was like, dude, you're, you're blowing your coverage. You're not like, you know, you're supposed to go this way. You're going that way or something like that. And it turned into like an argument where Earl Thomas had to be removed from the facility, um, he was sent home, and then I think it was, I don't know, 48 hours later, and they were like, we're releasing this dude. We're finished. Well, I mean, 
if he act like that, it sounds like he's a cancer, according to them. No, <laughs> nobody from the, the team Seattle is days. like nobody you ever from seen that video of him being carried off the field. Oh yeah, to his own players. No, he was giving a finger to the organization because they had him on like a, a one year contract. They kept doing franchising him or whatever it's called. Mm. So yeah. they w- they wouldn't give him a contract extension, even though he was a big part of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. And well, then he got hurt, and he's just like, now this is the reason he wants a big contract or a right. long contract. They don't even care if it's super big. They just want a, a a a contract that lasts three or four years, so that you're not just playing to not get injured every year. Right. And then he got injured, and he was like, "Fuck y'all." Hmm. So well, that's that, that's different. That's different. Yeah, that, maybe that's different. But he seems to have a hard on for being a Dallas Cowboy. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that works. Don't they have a really young secondary? Just what they need. I mean, they might as well. Good, I mean, man. Good, good. I hope Dallas uh, gets him because Jerry Jones is out here uh, looking for oh. an anthem compromise. This motherfucker. <laughs> he stays silent for months, and then he opens up his mouth, and this fucking turd burger falls out. What do you say? Uh... He says um, he's asking for grace first, and now he's looking for compromise. Mm. Um, everybody knows where I stand on the anthem. Everybody knows where the Cowboys stand, but I've got everybody's back around here, too. And we'll work through it as it comes. Yeah, he wants to think, find yeah. middle ground. Yeah. Like, he oh, wants to you be guys comfortable. Kneel. Kneel, so kneel, do something that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Neil... Before the anthem, and then during the anthem, you should stand up. Is that meeting us halfway? <laughs> oh, man. He's, uh, that's another I mean, one I hope will go. Why, why can't he uh, go to Dan Schneider route and just get, get bullied out of the team? I think he's probably just the only owner, actually. He loves being an owner. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, has the most valuable sports team on the planet. Yeah. Man. It'd be hard to get rid of him. <clears throat> yeah. uh, that sucks, man. Uh, and and a positive thing is uh, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs. They're keeping the name uh, so far, but they're banning Indian-themed headdresses and face paint. And they're reviewing the chop, which uh, some college teams use as well. A mm-hmm. lot of teams with the uh, Native American themes use the the same chant and chop that they use. Right. Oh, oh. Yeah, the Braves, the Braves do it too. The yeah, Braves like baseball team. Uh, Florida State Seminoles is the team that comes to mind for right. me, being a Floridian. Yeah. Uh, and then because I saw the Chiefs doing, it, I was like, "What? They throwing the Florida State chop?" Uh, but I guess a lot of teams do it because uh, why do we need creativity? Uh, so <laughs> they're <laughs> they're banning they're banning the the headdresses, which is good, and the face paint. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that though, man. What do you mean? Face paint? Don't. I don't. Oh. Like, uh, so many fans paint their face as part of the whole thing. And, like, the, the, the face they have on this on this uh, this article is, is a guy with headdress, which uh, I don't like the headdress so much because uh, the headdress has meaning to those, right. to, the, to those people. But the face paint the dude just has some black and some red on his face with a Kansas City Chiefs logo on his cheek it's like is that I wonder so bad? I don't know if, if he was painting himself like a 
likeness of a Native American, <clears throat> then that would be more offensive. I don't know. Or maybe they're talking. I'm hoping that at the table when they're making these decisions is someone from the community that mm. can say what they find offensive or if they're just saying, oh, let's take all the Indian shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how they plan to enforce this. Uh, don't let you in with the headdress. Yeah, but I guess you could, I mean, you sneak into the... Yeah, I mean, the ushers, that's up to the ushers, man. Yeah. They yeah, don't seem do, that difficult. They don't give a fuck. They just want to... I mean, if they know that, you know, or security or something, I don't know. I, I, hopefully mm. people just don't do it, man. How bad, I mean, how important is it to you to have a headdress? Well, ask the guy with the headdress, I guess. I don't know. It seems kind of stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. you should, I mean, just uh, being able to go to the game should be fun enough. Yeah. Um, oh, it says here in the article that though, though headdresses and face paint have previously been discouraged by the Chiefs, they're now banned from the stadium and fans will be asked to remove them before entering. So... The, the worst thing, you know what the worst thing to do is send them back to their vehicle. Because, <laughs> mm. you know, at every stadium, the parking is shit. You got to go way out somewhere. And if you make it all the way to the front, you're not bringing something that's going to have to get you. No. The people would be throwing that shit in the garbage <laughs> instead yeah. of going all the way back to the car. So it's like, ah, you can uh, either uh, throw that in the trash or go all the way back to your car. I bet people yeah. stop fucking with that. Yeah, you got to walk two miles to get back to your car. Yeah, man. Alright, so I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, man. There's so much uh I like the the fact that they're like waking up a bit. Like mm-hmm. uh, all of the all the leagues, it's like nobody's nobody's uh taking shit anymore. I like it. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see where I said this before, like, where is this all headed, right? I mean, the George Floyd thing happened. Um, Murder. The momentum, right, the momentum for that already felt like it was starting to sort of die down a little bit. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, now we have Jacob Blake. Um, people seem, or it's, you know, especially these these professional sports teams are just like, how far are they going to go with this? You know, yeah. is the NBA going to cancel their the rest of their playoffs? Um, NFL is fourteen days away from first game. Um, what are they going to do? Yeah, it's exactly for two weeks, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the injury we haven't had any. There's no preseason, so a couple injuries come. Everybody starts screaming for Kaepernick. If a team is good, like um, I don't know, God forbid, right. uh, and and uh, uh, what's his name, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or something like that. Like a Who team apparently has not been. Kaepernick hasn't been getting a lot of phone calls lately. Yeah, is one of the one of the other links that I sent you. Um, and again, it kind of the whole time it felt like one of these things where it's like, well, let's pretend to give a shit about this. Um and hopefully we can just run out the clock. Yeah. Um, yep. That's exactly what the, that's what it seems like now. Even though mm-hmm. you said we wouldn't bring it up until there's something tangible, but it doesn't look like anything tangible is ever coming there. 
It's sad. Yeah. It's sad because he's a good talent and uh, and he's kicked out for the wrong reason. It's not like Antonio Brown. Mm. No. It's, it's the opposite, actually. Tony yeah. Brown's out there hurting people, and he's out there trying to help people. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, where, where's our uh, bad boys? Bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Why? Because we're gonna talk about this guy who beat somebody up? Yeah. What's his name? Mackenzie Alexander. Mackenzie Alexander. Crazy story. Um, his dad goes missing. He was out picking berries with a friend. As you do. As you do. So you Swedes, you you know the value <laughs> and the joy of berry picking. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I've ever heard a story about an American picking berries, though. I gotta say that. Um, yeah, went missing. <laughs> Guy he went out berry picking with, you know, left the just left and came home. So there was, I guess, a fair amount of suspicion that maybe he had something to do with Alexander's father disappearing. Mackenzie mm. um, Alexander got permission to leave training camp uh, to go look for his father. But apparently, before going to look for his father, he stopped by to confront the guy that was out picking berries with his dad and whooped his ass. Oh, I wonder I, I want to hear more about this, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is one of those stories that will evolve, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, man. This is juicier than Deon what's the name? DeAndre uh Baker. Baker. Whom I have no updates for, sadly. Mm, yeah. This the dad is still missing. Mm. So this guy must know something. You would think so. I mean, how separated do you get when you're out picking? I'd question this whole berry picking narrative in general. Like, who the fuck? What What do you mean they were out picking berries? <laughs> <laughs> that, Yeah. That's very weird, man. Went missing Monday after a palmetto <laughs> berry picking trip. Mm-hmm. A berry picking trip gone horribly wrong. Apparently. That's crazy, man. I'm I'm really uh, I, I'm at a loss for words, man. It doesn't really happen much, but damn, what the hell? I, I need to know more about this. This seems like one of those Dateline stories that has a twist. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, or was he? Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I hope uh, I hope that they find this man. I hope he's all right. Uh, <laughs> man, but I, I need to know what's going on. Where are they? Are they in Florida or are they in Georgia? Well, they were picking, they were picking in Florida. But McKenzie, he plays for Cincinnati, so he, he took a flight. Yeah. <clears throat> They were in um, this one of those funny Okeechobee, Okeechobee County, Florida. Yeah, Okeechobee. Yeah. Okeechobee. Yeah, that's a Native American area. Mm-hmm. That's where the name. Where from. is that? Northern Florida. It's like central, right? Is it? It's, yeah, Okeechobee. I know where Okeechobee Road is. I just wasn't sure if it was up by the Okefenokee Swamp. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> A little bit of Georgia, a little bit of it sounds like Okey-Nokey. some shit in uh, 
in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> We're over at the Okie Pinocchio Swap. Uh, but yeah, um, I think that's all news. Why this was some shitty feeling yeah. I have, like nothing bright. Uh, I guess one good thing is maybe if America gets their shit together, there'll be a football season, or maybe maybe they all boycott. Maybe it'll be a bunch of like uh, marginal roster white guys playing football this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean. College football, or at least part of it, has decided to plow through. No, I'm just talking about the social justice part where the NFL might oh, yeah. like, all the yeah. 77% of the players be like, fuck it. Boy, that would suck. It would suck. Uh, and I don't even know how much it would get accomplished, actually. So I'd, no. hate, I'd hate to say it would be off or not, but the people who make the decisions probably aren't going to be moved by that. I think they have more to gain by sort of um, – it feels like they have more to gain by, by maintaining the platform that they have by continuing to play. There was one – there was actually – Not one in the NFL. In the NBA maybe, but not NFL. Where there maybe. No it. There, was, there was one basketball player who made this point. He was like, look, I'm, I'm absolutely down for the protest. I'm down for the fight. Forget his name, but anyway, he was like leaving, like just not playing. How's that going to help us? Like, if we stay with the team, we keep playing. We can keep pushing. We can keep having this fight. It strengthens our platform. No, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. ABC, ESPN, TNT—they <laughs> all paid a lot of money to broadcast these games. That's true. So then, last night, the game was supposed to be on. ESPN, I think it was, or maybe the NBA Network, one one of these channels, mm-hmm. and uh, so they had that slot of two hours or two and a half hours to fill when the players decided not to play. So what did they talk about for two and a half hours? Right. No, you make a very good point. Um, so like that is a to me that's a huge statement of like. That's- you know, leverage. That's a lot of leverage, especially for yeah. the league, who's getting money, crazy money for these TV deals. And then the TV the channels would be like, uh, do we pay this money if the game might not happen because because uh, it doesn't look like the shootings are going to stop? So then they're going to be like, what are you guys going to do You know, to stop these shootings and give us this our distraction back? Mm. And then the mayors would be like, hey, man... Uh, we, we're losing money in our in here in Wisconsin because our Milwaukee Bucks aren't going to play and we're not going to get our local TV rights fulfilled. Uh, you guys need to give us something. I can see that, man. They're hitting them in the pockets, man. And that's good. They need to come up with some... I, 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 I think that you might be right. It feels like they need to come up with some sort of... Um, like a list of... Demands, demands of some kind of ransom <laughs> kind of yeah. because honestly i think the owners of these various sports teams whatever sport it is they have the sort of money the political clout to be able to put pressure on not only their local governments but also the federal government yeah. uh to say like look 
if you guys don't do something, because so far you've done nothing, right? Uh, then all this shit is going to go away. Yep, we'll move the team. They should start. We're moving the team because another yeah, city would move, love though. this shit. Yeah, another city would love this shit. Hmm. Right, it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. Yeah, it will be, man. Um, I think we uh, should move on to the position breakdown, mm-hmm. and then uh, get out of here. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Who we got today? Uh, last week we did cornerbacks, right? So this week we're doing the prestigious position of the wide receiver. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> the wide receiver is a. Uh, a lot of times a diva, I'll throw that out there right away. Wide receivers, right. Uh, uh, they're the ones who, they, they score they score the ball, so it's a prestigious position. Yeah. And uh, they normally don't get too muddied up either. Like, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a dirty position like the offensive, defensive lineman or anything. They're mm. some of the fastest players on the field. Yep. And uh, they line up against the cornerbacks that we talked about last week. So if you want to hear about cornerbacks, check out last week's episode. And the wide receivers are normally taller and thinner than uh, average football players. But uh, it's been changing a bit. Like uh, wide receivers, they're getting a little bit small nowadays because wide receivers can either play on the outside. They line up on the outside closest to the sidelines mm. uh, on either side. But they also is a more prevalent uh, position is the slot receiver. It's a former mm. wide receiver that stands between the tight end and the flank wide receiver, the outside wide receiver. And mm. uh, they run tighter routes, and they can get, for, for different matchups, they can get matched up with uh, a linebacker on them a lot. That's the reason you lo- use a slot uh, receiver. And uh, they run interior routes and make make life a little bit harder. So uh, nowadays, there's more and more wide receivers in sets because teams don't run the ball as much. Uh Man, I'm saying stuff like sets, and <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the wide receiver position. And they're fast; they catch the ball that is thrown by the quarterback or whatever player throws the ball in that play. And the wide receivers can move around before the snap as well. In what's called motion, they can move left to right. They can try to realign the defense, uh, as we talked about the uh, the mic. Try to change where the mic is, the middle of the defense is. And use mm. wide receivers uh, to to catch the ball and uh, break defenses down. And that's pretty much the wide receiver. You play wide receiver, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, were you I, tall and skinny and fast? Yeah, at the time I played wide receiver. Yeah, not now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, wide receiver is a it's a glamorous position in the, the NFL, and some of mm. the famous players are but i heard an argument recently and I'm, I'm i tend to agree with it that a wide receiver is not gonna is not necessary that a great wide receiver is not necessary for a team to be a championship team mm-hmm. and i'm starting to feel that way like what wide receiver won somebody a super bowl that's a good question <laughs> it's like it's not. I think it's a glamorous position, but it's not the position that the wide receivers. It's not as important as they would say. Well, I mean, can you? You can make an argument for Jerry Rice. Yeah, but he had a one of the best quarterbacks of all time throwing in the ball as well. 
But yeah, you could. Of course you could. You could. And you can make an argument for Randy Moss. He went to a Patriots team that was a good team, but turned them into one of the best teams of all time, if not the best team of all time, even though they didn't win a Super Bowl. But when he went there, they just turned into Tom Brady threw 50 touchdowns that year. Yeah. They were like a record-breaking, crazy juggernaut of an offense, but just adding him. But they didn't win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, every great receiver needs a a great quarterback. Megatron didn't. Yeah. I mean, like, there's you could more be a great rec- of- You could be a great receiver and not have a great quarterback, but you could be a, a, a decent quarterback and win a Super Bowl. Mm. And then you could be a decent super, uh, wide receiver and win a Super Bowl, too. I don't know. I, I, just, I feel like it's overrated of a position on, on a team. I think you're... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to say that the coach is the most important. But, yeah, I mean, you're right and in, in some respects. And, and you know, the wide receiver position that, you know, it's the most kind of highlight-worthy yeah. position in the sense that, you know, they make these beautiful, athletic, sometimes yeah. one-handed catches and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a high-profile position because it looks cool. And the function of it, like another thing that they do is like if you have a really fast wide receiver, you can use that speed and do what they call taking the top off of a defense. So mm. you just run him really fast down the sidelines almost as a decoy because the cornerback's the, the going to need help. So there are two players dedicated to him. And then you have the other receiver coming across the field and you've opened up that whole side of the, of the, uh, the field right. for, for somebody on what's called a crossing route that crosses the field. So yeah. there's things like that that you can use a wide receiver almost as a decoy, even to open it up for a running back or a tight end or another wide receiver. So sure. their their function is really it's a a great tool to use, and it's been used a lot more uh, in recent years. But I'm who's just your saying, favorite receiver? Favorite favorite receiver of all time? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, Megatron was Megatron, man. That shit was great. I loved Randy Moss. As a kid, I loved Randy Moss. Mm. That, man. I, there's a play, because he also had two black quarterbacks throwing it to him <laughs> when he was in mm. Minnesota. First mm. was Cunningham, and then was Dante Culpepper. And I was like, he made Dante Culpepper look like a good quarterback. And then Miami picked him. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And then he went to shit. But uh, uh, Randy Moss is probably the best of all time, actually, besides Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice right. is the best, and Randy Moss is 1A. Jerry right. Rice never had the speed of Randy Moss, but Randy Moss never had the hands and route running. That Jerry Rice is complete. But uh, Randy Moss had the intangible of lightning, quick speed, and jumping ability that was just mm. just embarrassing. <clears throat> embarrassing cornerbacks for years. Even the great Darrell Rebus with the famous hamstring pull mm. of uh, Randy Moss ran by him. And you just see him grabbing his hamstring as Randy Moss <laughs> scored the touchdown. Broke so, that man. Yeah, but there's a play. Oh, uh, the play I was going to tell you about was uh, Cunningham smiling at Randy Moss before he throws the touchdown pass. Like he looks over before the play and he smiles <laughs> like, you know what we're about to do. <laughs> and then the camera just so happened to be zooming in on his face. And you see him smiling. He had braces. I was like, wow. Why does Randall Cunningham have braces? He's like a 30-something-year-old man. And then huh. they cut to the plate, and he just throws it up. And Randy Moss just smokes everybody. His highlights, 
He's the best. My he's my he's my favorite wide receiver of all time, Randy Moss. Yeah, he was a good one. And I grew up in that straight catch, homie. Is uh, he he had that <laughs> moment. That's a great quote. <laughs> I grew up in that Jerry Rice era. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, as a kid, he was probably my favorite receiver. Also liked Lynn Swan. Steelers. Yeah, I know about Lynn Swan. I have a cousin related to Lynn Swan. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he talks about it every time he talks to him. (laughs) (laughs) So, how's Lynn doing? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, But at the moment, for me, it's all about Julio. I freaking love this guy. Yeah, Homer. (laughs) But the thing that I love about Julio... Julio's really good. He's a great wide receiver. Two things I love about Julio. Great wide receiver... But he goes against the what, the way you were describing wide receivers earlier that they think they're you know they think they're the shit they're yeah. usually quite boastful. Julio is probably the most humble wide receiver superstar in the league. This guy does not. Yeah, he is not out there like bragging about himself he just goes out there he does his job he goes home and you almost never see interviews with this guy yeah, that's true. like it, the limelight is not something he seems to seek unlike most wide receivers yeah. uh and there's something about that that i respect yeah same here I like that when they have a workman mentality but superstar talent mm-hmm. i think that's what creates the ultimate great player mm-hmm. yeah they match that talent with the. And I've uh, seen there's some great clips out there where they where they have other receivers talking about Julio or other like cornerbacks talking about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are like, you know, we're so used to like before the play starts, we're up on the line, and you know, you can look at a receiver, you can you can you can start to figure out what they're what they're getting ready to do, or you start to talk, t- you maybe you talk shit to them to try to get them off their game. It's like, but Julio is just like a. He's just like he's like a brick wall. He's like you talk shit to him, and he just kind of stares right through you. And most of the cornerbacks who have to cover him say that they're wow. terrified of him. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's cool. He doesn't even respond. He's just like just dead face. <laughs> and then when the ball snaps, he's like, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah. Now what? <laughs> it's not trash talk time. It's play time. It's guard me time. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, you like Julio. I like Randy Moss. Uh, currently, Julio's up there for me too. Currently, um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what else to say about the wide receiver position. I hope I did well, it justice I mean, with the. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the um, Sammy Watkins and his ability to teleport. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's, he's cheap. brought new elements to the position. <laughs> So, people that should listen true. back to that talk about Sammy Watkins <laughs> oh man well yeah that's uh, that's it that's all I got uh, for the wide receiver position next week um, we're going back to defense we'll do the safety position we're almost done with the uh, with the mm. the 22 the offense and defense and, and then next we'll week, get on some other stuff hmm? I mean obviously next week is the last week before the season starts yeah, yeah. So we should be making some predictions. Yeah, we, when's the next week? Yeah, we we'll gotta do, do it before the season starts. Yeah, we'll do win loss. Yeah, we'll do all our predictions. We'll do predictions do next week. Lo- yeah. Okay. How many wins? How many losses per I'm team? I'm saying we'd go down the schedule and say who's yeah. gonna win each game. 
Okay. We can do that too, but we'll figure it. We'll figure it all out, man. We'll talk more and uh, stay tuned, man. This is uh, NFL's about to, to kick into gear, man. You guys are gonna yeah. see some uh, some uh, some some good football talk. Oh, can't wait. Uh, me neither, man. But uh, next week with the safety, uh, and then I have to do a quick one about quarterback. Most people probably know about the position, and then uh, we'll talk more about how we're gonna do it. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for checking out this episode of Spin NFL. It's been John the Rollins. Skipping on And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns